0: Welcome to Business Masters, the podcast that gives you direct access to world-leading experts on key business issues. To be the first to know about future shows and to access even more exclusive content, visit businessblueprint.com and subscribe today. Hello, it's Dale Beaumont here, founder of Business Blueprint, and welcome to another Business Masters podcast. Today, I'm talking with business growth and international franchising expert, John Dinatelli and our topic is, is franchising right for your business? John, thanks very much for joining us.
1: Thanks, Dale, it's a pleasure.
0: So first of all, can you describe what is franchising and, um, and w- what position does a business need to be in before considering it?
1: Sure, Dale, look, franchising is, is a, a business model that allows you to replicate your business and grow your business in multiple locations or perhaps uh, mobile units or even people working from home. So it's effectively an arrangement where you take your brand and your business know-how and your intellectual property and you package that up in a way that people who want to run their own business can do so within your franchise system. Um, So I guess you could say it's a form of commercial cooperation. Um, You're then providing ongoing support for those franchisees and in return for that you receive fees in the form of an an initial franchise fee uh, and ongoing royalties. The interesting thing about a franchise arrangement is that the the fortunes of both parties are very closely connected so a franchisor can't succeed without you know good franchisees and successful franchisees and, and vice versa. In terms of where your business should be before you consider franchising, well, first of all, you should have a business. Uh, And what I mean by that is you don't want to be franchising an idea or concept that hasn't been proven. Um, So your business should be established. It should have a proven track record, preferably over a few years uh, of being able to generate revenue and make a profit. And and effectively, you should be getting a good return on your capital, which allows you to then invest in the development of your franchise system uh, and provide the ongoing support to your franchisees, which is particularly important in the early days. In early stages.
0: Now often the other word that gets kind of used a lot is the word licensing and, and uh, you know you hear franchising as well. Can you explain how are the two different?
1: Sure licensing uh, tends to be more focused on uh, products or intellectual property. So to give an example um, if you have a manufacturing process um, that other people can use and you don't need a lot of control over the process so you can license them to use that uh, and they can go away and manufacture something and run their own business the more control you want to have over the way your network operates the more you're pushing up into a franchise model so if if, it, if it's a retail model for instance and you want a lot of control over the way the brands represented the way the customers are looked after um, the systems and processes that people use you're probably pushing more up into a franchise structure so a franchise is characterized by a few key things one there is a formal agreement between the parties Um, A trademark is being used, so the network is actually trading under your brand, and and they've paid you a fee for that um, right to do that, uh, and there's a marketing plan.
0: Okay, now, oftentimes when people think of franchises, they think of like McDonald's and KFC, and in Australia, you know, companies like uh, Boost Juice perhaps, Uh, but franchising, I know, can be used in a whole variety of other businesses that may not even be kind of publicly known, can you give us some examples that may be a little bit less obvious just to show people the scope of franchising and how it can be used?
1: Yeah, sure. Look, people tend to think of retail, I guess, when they think of franchising because a lot of franchise systems are in retail. But a lot of businesses use franchising, even though it may not be as apparent. Um, The big brand car dealerships, for instance, they call their, their network a dealership network, but it's effectively a franchise. Lots of professional services firms are using the franchise model, coaching and consulting businesses. Um, accounting businesses like First Choice Accounts, mortgage and ad- advisory businesses uh, like Smartline are using a franchise model, and even businesses like OPSM, the optical people. Um, and they have a couple of different franchise models. They have a retail model and an optometry franchise model. So the person conducting your eye tests. Maybe operating under a, under a franchise structure. So franchising is is quite broad. It can be applied to lots of different types of businesses. It doesn't have to be a retail business, um, but any business that wants to scale up and have multiple points of presence. So you know it's it's got locations or mobile units or whatever the case may be. Then franchising is probably something that's worth considering.
0: And I believe that even a business like Harvey Norman, which is a very large retailer in Australia, that has you know, furniture and uh, computers and uh, white goods, et cetera, is basically takes their floor space and divides it up into different areas. And each individual area is also franchised. Can you explain how that works as well?
1: Yeah, correct. Look, that's exactly what they do. And the reason that that happens is because, as you can imagine, running a business the size of Harvey Norman and having to manage the entire business is, is quite a challenge. So when you, when you take individual operators and you put them into each of those areas, they're, they're more motivated, they've invested in their business, they're motivated to grow the business, they're motivated to look after the customers, and that, that becomes a model that makes growing a very big business like that much easier to manage over time.
0: So what are the benefits of franchising to the business owner and you know why wouldn't a business owner like um, Jerry Harvey from Harvey Norman for example just go look we'll just run it all ourselves Um, you know because effectively we've got a whole bunch of other businesses making money under our umbrella you know if we were to run the whole thing uh, would we be more profitable?
1: Well, uh, that's certainly an option. I mean, there's no reason why you can't run the whole thing and, then you know, growing a corporate business is is one strategy for growing a business. But if you ask business owners what the challenges or barriers to growing a business are, you'll find that no matter who you ask, a couple of key things come up. The first one, of course, is capital. Um, um, Time always tends to feature. So people say, well, look, you know, I've got 30 locations. I can't possibly be across all of them sometimes it's hard enough to be across two or three locations and the other is people. So, you know, finding the right people to, to drive the growth of your business and, and take care of your customers and do the right thing by your brand, they're, they're three of the key challenges. So franchising addresses each of these in a really interesting way. First of all, with capital, um, you know, if you're growing a large network of of retail operations, the cost of putting that on the ground can be quite substantial. Um, Franchising delivers the capital for that because the franchisees, in effect, are investing in your business and providing the capital for you to open another location. Um, You you know, you can't be in all those places at once and you can't be focusing on your customers in all those places at once. So when you have a motivated owner-operator in the business who has invested in the business, and, and who is you know, really keen to grow, and there's, there's, there's pride at stake and they're, they're looking to grow their own business and build an asset, they tend to look after your customers better um, and obviously you know that, that creates a model whereby you can scale your business much more quickly um, and not have the, the, the sort of capital drain on your business and the other key thing here is that you're building your business with, in effect with other people's capital but not diluting your equity so you're not bringing on shareholders or partners or other directors into your business necessarily.
0: And oftentimes we hear about another term being master franchise, so can you explain what what that means? Master franchise effectively
1: means that you grant someone uh, the rights to an area, usually a state or another country, and they then franchise under that arrangement. So in effect you're putting another layer in place to help drive the growth of your business, in another area where, again, you don't have sort of direct hands-on involvement day-to-day. Master franchising is not as widely used as it, as it was some years ago. Probably, I think, because the way that technology and reporting and, and you know travel has become much more accessible, there's not so much of a need to put master franchising in place. But in, in effect, you're appointing somebody else to grant franchises on your behalf in a particular area.
0: And what are the risks involved in franchising?
1: Uh, well, look, franchising is, you know, it's, it's a means of growing a business, so there are always risks associated with that. I think the, the f- first and foremost, if you go into franchising with the wrong intentions, I think that's a risk in itself. So if you go into franchising with a view to just selling franchises, that tends to result in, in you not growing a franchise system over the long term. Um, having a poorly structured franchise system tends to leave you open to, to, to issues, you know, in terms of litigation uh, or unhappy franchisees. In Australia, franchising is regulated by the ACCC and there's a franchising code of conduct, so you could find yourself on the wrong side of that. From from a pure business point of view, um, I guess protection of your current assets, you want to ensure that you're not adding an element of risk to your business uh, where your current assets you've worked hard to build up are at risk. Um, but look, a good franchise system addresses these issues. If it's well-developed, it addresses these issues and takes the appropriate measures to ensure that franchising will add value to your business and keeps it keeps the risk at a minimum. Um, difficult to eliminate the risk in any business process, but if, if it's well-developed with the right advice and the right legal structure, you can certainly minimise the risk in the process. So we're going to dig a bit deeper
0: in just a sec. But before that, I'd like to talk about a couple of success stories of people that you've uh know of or work with personally, and how they've used franchising to successfully grow their business.
1: Sure, okay. Um, look, a couple have come to mind. Um, a retail business called Hair House Warehouse, uh, run by two brothers, Joseph and Tony Latouf. Um, that's that's a business that saw an opportunity in the market. Um, to provide you know really good advice to people from from qualified hairdressers on the products and, and things they should use for their for their hair uh, and, and their sort of the general beauty sort of area um, look they've used a franchising model to grow a business that is now over 130 locations in Australia they're pushing well towards their 200 mark and they're looking at uh, at international expansion from there so there's a business where each each location yeah, the investment in putting one of those stores on the ground can be anywhere from sort of three hundred and fifty dollars to $550,000. So if you, if you imagine having to fund that as a corporate operation, um, that's a significant amount of capital and then a significant management challenge uh, to run that network if you didn't have motivated owner-operators in that business who, who could you know, help you grow that business, and they've done that very, very successfully. Um, a smaller business in a different, different area a business called uh, Appliance Tagging Services, uh, run by Ainsley and Sarah Allen. Uh, look, that, that's that's a business that uh, tests electrical equipment and tags it um, to ensure that it's safe. Um, they've they've used franchising over the last uh, six or seven years to grow a business of forty ish, forty or so uh, mobile operators who get who then go about and provide that service um, to to people who need that service in, in their in their premises. So they've used franchising to to put those thirty or forty people uh, on the ground, and in effect, again, you know, they've used uh, other people's capital to grow their business. Uh, and they've they've kept a very tight run on the brand and the systems and processes. They provide outstanding support to their franchisees, and that's a model that will continue to grow. So there are some great success stories in franchising, even when the general sort of economic environment um, can be a bit challenging. Franchising tends to shine.
0: Now, um, I know that when you actually sell, if you're a franchisor and you sell franchises, I'm guessing then your responsibilities don't stop there. In fact, that you, you do have you know significant kind of ongoing. Um, ongoing responsibility so what are those what are your obligations uh and what's the commitment as a franchisor
1: yeah look that's very true and i think you know i I mentioned earlier the intention of going into franchising has to be right i think if you go into franchising to just sell franchises uh, that doesn't work. Uh, we've seen plenty of people try that over the years, and it tends to sort of you know, ground to a halt very, very quickly. Um, I, I think if your intention is to build a much more valuable business, then you go into this with the right in the right frame of mind. In terms of responsibilities, um, the, the franchisor effectively is providing the framework within which the franchisee operates their business. Um, so, so your responsibilities are to ensure that. You, you continue to support the franchisees as they as they grow so initial training and development um, you know support their business in terms of marketing um, operations and systems and processes improving their business that you continue to innovate in the business and that you don't let the business go stale so you're always looking at sort of staying on the on the leading edge of where the business is that you're assessing the market understanding where the opportunities are and feeding all that down through the organization so the franchisees can benefit from that so, so it really is quite, a, quite a, a, you know, it's a relationship where both parties are very much dependent on each other to, to grow.
0: So if you've made the decision that I'd like to explore this path, where do you start? You know, do you go, go online and search for kind of free information? Do you engage a consultant? Do you, you know, pay a, a firm to do the whole thing for you? What, what do you do next?
1: Uh, they're they're all options, Dale, and and people probably go through most of those in the process. So so look, you can certainly start online, but obviously, as with anything online, you tend to get a whole lot of information that may or may not be appropriate to your business. Um, I I think it certainly doesn't hurt to do some reading up and get a bit of a feel for for where, you know, how franchising works and where it is and who else is out there doing it. I I would definitely engage some specialists. So I'd, I'd find someone who's familiar with the commercial side of franchising, and I'd talk to somebody who's familiar with the legal side of franchising and start to assess whether this is a path you want to head down. Ultimately, I think you you probably need to engage someone to to understand what does the what does the financial model look like for your particular business? You know, is is franchising actually viable for your business? Is is it is it an approach you want to use? And what does that mean? So what does it look like over the next sort of three or four or five years um, if you were to invest in in developing a franchise structure? Um, is it going to provide the sort of return that you're looking for? Um, is it is it a mechanism that you think is going to be appropriate for your business? And then start to start to work on the on the sort of details from there.
0: Now, sometimes when I talk to people that have gone down the franchising path, you know, they say yes. it's a lot more expensive than what you may think. It could cost you know, a hundred grand, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars to go through the whole process of making your business ready to franchise with all the legals and documentation and mm-hmm. the systems and all of the uh, quality control that you need. Uh, is that a truth kind of figure? Um, and I know it is a case of how long's a piece of string, but you know, <laughs> give us a bit of a guideline of what we, can, what, what we need to be prepared for before we kind of go down this path.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think yeah, there, there are certainly you know conceptions out there about what what it does cost. The, the figure you mentioned, you know, if you're talking a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars, um, that could be your investment over a period of time. It's not as though you have to spend that all in one in one sort of lump at the beginning of the process. I think as you start to start to look at your business and 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 work out how you might position your business for franchising, so you might sort of focus on you know, your, your intellectual property, you'll register your trademarks, for instance, and you'll ensure that you have your systems and processes well documented. So there's a, there's time and investment in that process. Um, as you continue to grow your business, you'll start to think about the way you represent your brand and you'll look at your presentation, so you might invest some money in that. So if, if you take all of the expenditure that you sort of contribute as you grow your business moving towards a potential franchise then yeah you could probably be in that ballpark in terms of having a franchise system developed look I think it really does depend on on who you engage to do that and and whether you feel more comfortable with one of the large firms you know doing all of the work on your behalf whether you're more involved or sort of more hands-on and you might use some people who are still specialists but you know a a little smaller and and probably more personalized uh, and and a little more cost-effective so um you know, ultimately it's like any other investment. You have to look at it and say, well, what are we investing in this process? What is it likely to return for us and is it actually a worthwhile exercise? But generally speaking, to, to go back and answer your original question, look it's, it's probably in the range of sort of eighty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars that you'd invest over time to to get a fully developed franchise system ready to go to market.
0: And um this is. I'd love for you to t- tell us a little bit about working with someone like yourself. I know you've been you know, quite quite modest and haven't, you know, mentioned your own personal talents. But you, cause there are big firms out there that I know it's their core business to help people franchise and can be very expensive. But you work as more of an independent consultant that can help people to work with a variety of different providers uh, mm-hmm. to manage different pieces, probably at a cheaper price than some of the bigger firms. Can you just comment on how you personally work and how you help people with this process?
1: Yeah, sure. Look, my, my focus tends to be predominantly on business growth and, and franchising is one of the tools that you can use to to achieve that. So 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 for me it's more about working with the business owner and understanding where they want to go and what their goals are for the next sort of, you know, the next six months, the next year, the next three or four or five years, and then determining whether franchising is actually a mechanism that might be useful for them. If it is, we can then explore that in a bit more detail. So as you say, you know, for me it's more about arranging a sort of a connection, if you like, with with the right providers for that particular organization and each organization is different in their style and the owner's personality and style is quite different so you try and match up not just the professional skills but also the sort of you know the the personal um vibe if you like for lack of a better term between the, the business owner and the, and the people they'll use to develop this system the, the other thing is this can happen over quite a different time frame so for some people they want to do it very quickly that might take four or six months for others it's a long term process that might take twelve or eighteen months before they're actually ready to to jump in and develop a fully fledged franchise system so it's quite different for each business owner um, so for me as I say the focus is on growth it's on, it's on building the business um you know getting more revenue and profitability through building the asset value of the business and franchising is one of the tools that we can use to drive that growth
0: now the other thing that I'd like to ask as well a lot of time people talk about making sure your business is ready franchise ready um, that's a term that gets kind of bantered around quite a bit what are some of the the, the actual steps to being franchise ready uh, if you could kind of I know that they're topics unto their own and could take a lot of time but just briefly list out what is the process that you go through and the different areas you need to sort of tick off you mentioned kind of branding before and systems but just expand on those a little bit further.
1: Sure. Okay. Well, look. I think I think it starts with with the vision of where you want to go. So, if, if if franchising is going to be part of your your business model, and I think it's important to note too, if I can just digress for a second here, when when you actually employ a franchise model in your business, you're not franchising your entire business necessarily. Franchising should provide you incremental growth. So, first thing is you know protecting the asset base that you already have in your business and ensuring that that's structured in such a way that. Um, you know, that'll, that'll be sort of protected and preserved uh, under this process. As you start to think about franchising as a mechanism, there are some things you want to think about. One, you know, what's your brand? What's your positioning? Where do you fit in the marketplace? And is there an opportunity to scale significantly? Uh, unless you can grow the business quite significantly using franchising, often the return on investment won't stack up. So, you know, if, if you're talking about one or two locations, for instance, franchising is probably not the best tool. Um, you probably need to get to a stage where you're looking at 10, 12, 15 types of operations before franchising really starts to kick in and provide the return on investment that you're looking for. So understanding what your growth curve looks like, understanding where you want to go. and then I think it's important to start thinking about what your business might look like if it was, five times bigger than it currently is, ten times bigger than it currently is, what what systems and processes need to be in place, um, how would you manage that and how would you start to document and and define what those things are. Really having a clear view of what the drivers of revenue and profit in your business are and how you manage those and report on those and control those and how you would do so when you start to scale. Um, These are the things that are really important to think about early on um, so that you you can then be in a much better position when you do. Jump into franchising to sort of say, okay, well, I've got some of these fundamentals in place. Brand definitely, you know, looking at looking at your your markets and your territories. Where do you want to be? What's your growth plan? What's your growth curve? And how will franchising help you get there? So, there's some of the fundamentals. Um, obviously, the financial piece is critical as well to understand whether franchising is is feasible uh, in your business and whether it will generate the returns that you want. That's probably the first step in the process that you would undertake. To, de- to decide whether you actually continue to head down the franchising path and put the rest of those things in place and invest the sort of dollars that we were talking about earlier to ensure that you've got the right franchise system
0: and let's kind of um sort of finish up by talking about the ultimate outcome and the ultimate sort of reward uh, mm-hmm. apart from you know growing a large enterprise with lots of locations and uh and be able to serve you know thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of customers uh, mm-hmm. but Ultimately, your company does become a lot more valuable the wider your distribution, and and obviously then many businesses, their plan is to one day exit. So having franchising in place, how does it help your business when it comes time to, you know, to exiting and your ultimate payday?
1: Sure. Uh, look, it's really important to have an exit plan early and, and that's something that I certainly talk to, to clients about. So, you know, what is the exit strategy and, and at what point and under what circumstances do you want to exit? Um, franchising contributes to the asset value of your business in a number of ways. First of all, if you think about someone coming in to buy your business, if the business is entirely dependent on you, um, if it re- if it relies on you to, to bring your skills to the table and nobody else can replicate that, then obviously the, the value of that business to somebody else um, can be limited because they can't grow the business and can't scale the business. In, in a franchise structure, effectively, the business is more easily managed. So when you have good systems and processes in place, good reporting mechanisms, point of sale mechanisms, you know all those things that you use to manage the business more effectively, what that means is that somebody else can step in and continue to run and grow that business without it being a major challenge. So that, that adds asset value to your business. And so when you start to talk about some of the bigger franchises and they have you know the, the the sort of the capital houses of the world looking to come along and buy them. Um, that's one of the reasons they do so because they know that the business is systematised. It can run effectively on its own uh, with minimal input from them, and they know it's going to deliver a profit. Uh, they know it has standards and processes they can rely on to ensure the business doesn't go off the rails. So these these consistency mechanisms, these mechanisms that just sort of help the business tick along nicely, they add asset value to your business. And obviously, look, you're much more likely to grow a business you know, of significant scale using the franchise model unless you have limitless reserves of capital. And, and let's face it, most people in business don't. Um, so without that, it, it's it's a mechanism for growing a much more significant business. And then obviously, your multiples can be much more attractive when it comes time to exit.
0: Fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting. Thanks very much for your time. you provided some great insights. So thank you. Thanks, Dale. For more information about John Dinatelli, please visit johndinatelli.com.au. Thanks for listening to another Business Masters podcast. To access more great content or to download your free business plan
1: template, visit businessblueprint.com.